The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for uh, this time. I thank you that you are a God who speaks and a God whom we can know. And I pray that this would, in each of these weeks, we would, um, we, we would learn to know you better and we would come to know you better. And we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, so I've talked before about the uh, app on my phone that I use for my devotions called the Lectio 365 app. L-E-C-T-I-O, Lectio. Um, and that's what the arrow is on, the, on your, on your um, tables. One side, says ja- one side says Jazz Vespers, the other says uh, Rector's Forum. And um, the Lectio 365 app is, uses the, the ancient um, format of, of, of reading the Bible called Lectio Divina. And I have, it has been very sustaining for me uh, in the last, I don't know, six months or so. Uh, maybe more. I've really enjoyed it, and I continue to do that uh, about twice a day. The um, and so the that group that does the Lectio three six five app has this course called the Lectio course, and um, and so I that's what we're doing in the next five weeks, and I'm really I'm excited about it. Um, this is a, a resource that is going to equip us to um, read the Bible in a fresh and new way, and to get to know. Uh, God in a, in a fresh and new way. So, uh, just a quick note: the um, the audio for the uh, for this is is not coming through into the TV. So I'm just going to hold the microphone next to my computer, um, and and I'll try to figure it out for next week. So the the course is, I'm going to have to cram through a little bit, but the, um, it's a 15 minute video and, and then some discussion questions and an, and an activity. And I'm going to have to kind of cram it a little bit because I think it's designed for an hour, but we've only got obviously 45 minutes. So if you can describe a time, think or think about, and maybe one or two of you, describe a time that God spoke to you, how did God do it, and how did you know it was God speaking? Because I have seen people stand up and say, you know, the Lord is saying this, and I was like, I don't think the Lord is saying that. You know, like, I think it's just, I think it's just you saying that. Or the pizza you ate last night is rumbling or something. So, um, but I do believe very much that God speaks and, and um, speaks to his people. And that's not unusual. That's not uh, something really out of the ordinary or something really woo-woo or to be afraid of. But it is something to be learned and discerned. So... Uh, what was the time that God spoke to you, and how did God do it? How did you know it was God? Connie? Um, this was several years ago. <clears throat> I was going. I was in a really dark place, dark time in my life. And um, I remember it was one morning. The kids had gone to school. Jim was at work, and I was kneeling on the floor in the living room, and I was just praying. Um, I don't even remember what I was praying, but I, I was just praying, and, oh, I was at, telling God to make me a better person. Um, just, I, I hate who I am, make me a better person. And I couldn't hear him. I was waiting and waiting, and pretty soon I got tired of kneeling, so I kind of sat. And then pretty soon I got tired of sitting, so I was just laying on the floor, and I didn't hear him, and I'm like, all right, well, whatever. So I get up, mm-hmm. and I go about my business. I get in my car, my red Ford Windstar, and I'm driving down the road, and I'm at the intersection of Loretto and St. Augustine Road, and I hear a voice. And it was kind of my voice, but it was as clear as can be. And it says, 
are you ready to get up now? You forget, or I said, yes, Lord. And he said, you forget who you are. And that changed me. Hmm. Um, I know that that's rare. And then other times I've heard his voice just in his word, a passage I've read 10 times and I read it yeah. one more time. And I'm like, I never saw that before. Right. So, yeah. <clears throat> I've never heard an audible voice. Uh, I have felt like the Lord is speaking to my heart. Uh, something, you know, felt like a, a sort of direct answer of prayer. But I had never heard of that audible voice, which is, I hope, you know, I don't want it. I hope it's a good thing for a lot of you. Most of us have not heard an audible voice, and I don't. I love it when I hear that, but I don't want to um, ever hear. I don't want people to think they're they're less than if they if they haven't. Um, Jesus says in John ten, and we're going to read John ten towards the end. Uh, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Uh, what what worries you about this concept of hearing from God? Anything? The worry is that you'll miss it. Yeah, that you'll miss it? Yeah. Okay. Or it's for other people and not for us. Not for me personally. Yeah. Now, why wouldn't it be for you? Just not worthy. Not worthy. So a feeling of unworthiness to hear from God. I think that's... I actually thought that's what you might say because I think that's an important thing for us to realize. In Christ, of course, we are worthy. You know, of course. But a lot of people have to feel that. I think my, my difficulty is that we're going to just kind of make something up and call it God. And that's always my, my big worry. Um, Alright, so we're going to watch the video. And I'm going to put the, the microphone next to my computer. And uh, it's, it's about 15 minutes. And uh, it goes through uh, le- the, the concept of Lectio Divina. So... For me, like when I'm reading the Bible, I want to read as as much as I can. I want to try to get through a whole book. I want to, um, you know, have a have a determined reading plan. I usually like to read well before I started doing the app. I, I'd like to read at least two, maybe three or four chapters um, a day. But sometimes it would take too long, and I wouldn't get around to it. And so, Lectio Divina, I think, is is a it emphasizes reading prayer, uh, reading scripture prayerfully and slowly and with imagination. Uh, and I th- actually, if you were here in Lent and heard Sarah Rich talking, this is a lot of like what she was talking about. Um, and so, what you'll—he's going to give you a guide, but it's not a fixed map. You know, you kind of make it what you need it to be. Can you um, translate the title, Lectio Divina? Lectio. I think he's going to uh, to to do that, but it just means okay. divine reading. Okay. Lectio Divina means divine reading. Now, 
a house of prayer for the global 24-7 prayer movement. Over the next five sessions, we're going to grow and go deeper in our ability to hear God's voice using a powerful ancient form of prayer called Lectio Divina, which simply means sacred reading. Each session will combine three elements, a bit of inspiration from the Bible, that's my bit, an interview with someone amazing, that's their bit, and interaction around the theme of the day, that's going to be your bit. The aim is that by the end of this process, you'll find that you're getting more out of the Bible, you're feeling more peaceful, you're walking and talking with God more enjoyably, and you are hearing him more clearly in your daily life. There are three resources that you're going to find really helpful along the way. Firstly, there's my book, How to Hear God, A Simple Guide for Normal People. Each session is going to relate to one or two of the chapters from the book. You don't have to read it, uh, but you will find that it helps you in exploring the topics in more detail and going deeper into the content. Secondly, you may like to download the free Lectio 365 app used by thousands of people around the world every day. This will undoubtedly help you put into practice the things that we're going to be discussing on the course. The third resource is the discussion guide for each session, which is loaded with useful quotes, mini Bible studies and practical exercises to stimulate both personal reflection and quality discussion in groups. But before we do anything else, let's just be still for a moment. Lord, I long to hear you better, but I don't find it easy. Thank you that you long for this too. And so at the start of this time together, I pause to be still, to breathe slowly, to recenter my scattered senses upon your presence here with me now. Amen. So let's turn to the Bible. This is John chapter 10, verse 27. Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. The primary mark of discipleship, according to Jesus in this passage, is listening. Not preaching, not attending church, not even reciting the creeds. First and foremost, followers of Jesus are marked out by the way they listen and obey. And this doesn't just mean knowing lots of Bible verses, because the root Greek word used here for listen is akustikos, from which we get that word acoustic. Jesus is saying that his true followers are those who recognize the acoustics, the nuance, the intimate personal tone of his voice. Okay, let me tell you a story. Back in the 1890s, there was a painter called Francis Barrow who lived just up the road from where I'm talking to you now. Tragically, his brother Mark died and Francis inherited three things. An old wind-up gramophone player, a recording of his brother's voice, and Nipper, his Jack Russell Terrier. 
Whenever Francis played the recording of his brother's voice, Nipper would prick up his ears and sit transfixed, staring into the gramophone. Deeply moved, Francis painted this scene and he titled the picture, His Master's Voice. A record company in London loved this picture so much that they decided to make Nipper their logo. And they even changed the name of their company from the Gramophone Company to His Master's Voice. By the end of the century, this company had grown to own the world's biggest record store in London and America's biggest in New York City. And they shortened their name from His Master's Voice to, you guessed it, HMV. Nipper loved and he longed for his master's voice. And no other voice could compare. This, it seems to me, gets right to the heart of John 10, verse 27. Because there's a love and a longing within all true followers of Jesus simply to hear our master's voice. And not as a second-hand recording from a dead or distant deity, but a real, personal, conversational encounter with a living, loving Lord. So how do we actually do it? How on earth do we learn to recognize the acoustics of God's voice in the kind of way that Jesus describes? Well, one of the oldest, simplest, and most powerful tools for hearing God's voice in and through the Bible is Lectio Divina. This is an approach to scripture that emphasizes reading it prayerfully, slowly, and with imagination. It's about the heart more than the head. Less about Bible study than turning the Bible into a conversation with God. In the 12th century, around the time that Waverley Abbey was being built, a monk called Grigo systematized Lectio Divina into four helpful steps. In Latin, these were lectio, meditatio, oratio, and contemplatio. That means read, meditate, pray, and contemplate. So let's just think about those four steps. Firstly, lectio, read the text. Secondly, meditatio, meditate upon it. Allow your mind to explore its meaning. Thirdly, Oratio, pray the text. Turn your thoughts into prayers. And finally, contemplatio. Contemplate the Lord. Move your focus actually away from the text and onto Christ himself. Read, meditate, pray, contemplate. That's, that's it. But please don't get too uptight about all of this. The, the four steps, in my experience, are more like fluid dance moves than fixed rungs on a ladder. They're kind of a helpful guide, but not a fixed map that you've got to follow. For many years, generations of monks practiced Lectio Divina several hours a day here at Waverley Abbey. And of course, there's so much that we can learn from these ancient traditions. So it's my absolute joy now to welcome Sister Mary Magdalene. She's a former medical doctor who gave it all up for a life of silence and solitude as a contemplative nun at a convent 
in Devon, England. Sister Mary, thank you so much for joining us on, on, on the Lectio course. You've given yourself to this life of prayer and the joy of that, and it's mm -hmm. very easy to pick up. But I know that Lectio Divina is a, is a very important part of that life. Lectio Divina is something that's very important for us. We have a time of Lectio Divina every day in our cells in solitude. Um, so I've been doing that for 20 years, more than 20 years wow. now. Lectio is this moment where I have a personal encounter with Christ. Lectio. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Okay, this is extraordinary. Lectio is the moment you have a personal encounter with Christ. Guaranteed. <laughs> so you've been practicing this for 20 years, you said. Uh, many people watching this would just be starting out. Give us an insight to how you practice the Lectio Divina. Well, first of all, there's a disposition to reading sacred scripture, and that starts with faith. I have to believe that it's the re revealed word of God. It's alive, it's active. I have to believe that. We have to come with open, expectant hearts. Mm -hmm. And we also have to come with love, because it's a word of love. And then we begin. We take our Bible, we open it. Um, I always begin by invoking the Holy Spirit um, because he is the one who's going to help me to receive that word. He's going to enlighten my heart and mind. Um, so we begin with a prayer. And then we start with the passage that we want to read. And we read it just straight through, um, line by line. At the end, we take a time of silence because it's not like any other written word. This is God's word. He has an agenda. I almost imagine you sort of open the Bible with your hands sh <laughs> shaking with excitement, with faith, expectancy, and love. He has a plan for me. He has something that he wants to say to me in that passage that perhaps he's never said to me before. I might have read that story a hundred times, but today it will be different. And after that, I come back and I go through verse by verse. And now I'm beginning to ponder this word in my heart because we want to understand what God is saying to us. It's no point just reading it, closing the book and carrying on. Um, that word is capable of changing me, of transforming me, but I have to ponder it. So I have to engage my intelligence. I have to be attentive to everything that God says in the, all the details. So the story, who's in the story, what's happening, what kind of time of year it is, what festival is it? Yes. Um, all those little details. Through that, I come to understand the literal meaning of scripture. And at a deeper level, I begin to understand the spiritual, the hidden, mysterious meaning. There's a meaning that God has for me, something he wants to say to me. So that's like the deeper spiritual meaning. Um, and that's what I'm interested in, because that's what's life-giving. Um, so I'm reading it verse by verse. I'm being attentive. I'm pondering it. But Lecture Divina is a dialogue. It's not um, a one-way um, exchange. It's God speaking to me, but then I respond to, to him. So little by little, I enter into this dialogue, a constant exchange with God, which is why I said that it's um, uh, an immediate encounter with Jesus every time I open the Bible. Well, this is incredibly inspiring. And I'm sure everyone watching this is thinking, wow, I need, I need to read my Bible like that. But then they've probably got another voice saying, but Sister Mary, she's a nun. <laughs> and she gets to do this all day. <laughs> Have you got any practical wisdom for people saying, I'd love to grow in this, how do I start? 
So never think it's about quantity, like I don't have enough time every day to give to scripture like the nuns in the convent. It's about our desire to receive from God. He's limited only by how much I can hope and believe in him. Mm. If I hope to receive almost nothing from him, he, his hands are tied, as it were. Um, but when I hope to receive everything from him, he, he can give me unlimited treasure. It doesn't matter where you start. Start with something easier. Don't start with like the difficult books of the Old Testament yes. where you can't even pronounce the names of the kings. Start with the Gospels. Start yes. with what Jesus is saying to us. Start with the Gospel of St. John. When you read scripture, sometimes we don't understand everything. Write your questions down. Later on, the Holy Spirit will answer you. And what God can do in our lives through his words is way beyond what we can understand he's doing. God's power is so um, strong. It, it transforms me beyond what I can understand or see. Wonderful. Sister Mary, it's such a joy. I know you don't often come and, and, and leave your life of silence and solitude to do things like this. We're so grateful that you did. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I loved talking to Sister Mary. Her joy is just contagious. And it was extraordinary when she said that Lectio Divina is the moment at which she has a personal encounter with Christ. That's what it's all about. In the remaining four sessions of this course, we are going to be exploring each one of these steps, applying them firstly to how we hear God in the Bible, and secondly, excitingly, to how we hear his voice beyond the Bible in the whole of life. And so let's just conclude now with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you that you long to speak to us and you invite us to listen to your voice. Teach us the acoustics of your word. Help us to hear you. Open our ears that we may truly love you and follow in your ways. Amen. All right. Um, this is on uh, a website called 247prayer.com, I think. It might be org. If you just, um, yeah, 24-7prayer.com. And, um, and so if you miss one of these sessions, then you can just go and, and, and watch it um, there. But I, I just, what was your, what was your reaction to this, what what did you hear? What was interesting to you about this video? What they had to say? For me, it just has to do doable. Reading the Bible for me is doable. I'm not a theological student. I haven't had a lot of introduction into Bible study. I'm getting one now, aren't I, Connie? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's just it makes it more real. It makes it more tangible. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I expect you're not alone in feeling like I'm not a student, I'm not a, I'm not a theology student, How do I, where do I even start with this big old book? Yeah. Yeah. And you don't always know where yeah. to start. But, but you can do it. That's great. What else? What, what did you find helpful or challenging about the video? I think it takes you where you are. If you're just starting out, if you're, you 
been a Christian for a while, if you're searching, it just it seems like it's going to be something that appeals to everyone. Very personal. Yeah, very personal. Uh, very personal. Appeals meets you right where you are. Yeah, that's good. And they mentioned while reading the Bible, you should write your questions down, and that the answers will probably come later. Yes. Yeah. Um, write your questions down. The Holy Spirit will answer them. I um, I don't have any idea if Sister Mary Magdalene is Roman Catholic or if she's Angl- an Anglican nun, which they they have. Um, and and I don't know. And it doesn't matter. Twenty four seven is is a very ecumenical, non denominational sort of movement. And I've really appreciated the different voices that they they bring in the, on the app. Um, Peter Grieg does, in fact, do a lot of the reading, especially at night, and it's uh, he does a great he does a great great job, and that that good British voice is kind of raspy. Um, what did you think about this story of H H H M V? Is that R C A also? Is that I know that they use? Is it the same company? I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's the same picture. That's that's what I expect. I was like, wait a second. The first time I watched, it, I was like, I thought it was R C A. Anyway, um, what's that? Oh, RC bought RCA bought HMB, um, but they use that that nipper of the dog, uh, longing to hear his master's voice. Uh, how would you? How different would your life be if you were constantly guided by God's voice like that? A lot different. I mean, like it's hard to put into words, isn't it? I liked one of the things they said, sort of in passing, is that it's not that you're. Um, it's, it, you're reading the Bible like a conversation with God. Like this is what He wants to say to me today, and I'm going to respond back to Him. Uh, how did how, when you read the Bible? How does it differ from the concept that He talked about, the lectio divina concept? The um, read, meditate, pray, contemplate. My mind wanders. Your mind wanders. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I'm always in a hurry, so it's. Um, I get the read part, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Get get to read, and then we're on to the next thing. Yeah. I think that we all want to read and learn more, but we're pressed by time yeah. and our schedule, and that causes us to hurry and not really hear the word that we should hear when we're reading. Yeah, I think one of the things that for me it challenges um, it challenges me about is that I want. To, I want to learn as much, I want to cram as much in, but really the point of reading the Bible is to encounter God. Like she said, I, it's a guaranteed encounter with Christ. I just thought, that is, that's remarkable. Yes, Jane? I just think of the scripture, be still and know that I am God. And it's so hard to be still, which makes it, if you're not still, it's harder to hear His voice in your yep. heart. I think we can learn it, but I, I, I think you're right. And so I don't want you to be discouraged. You get home at you know, this afternoon you try this, or tomorrow morning you say, oh, I'm just gonna, "I'll try that for my devotion." Your mind's still going to wander. You know, like you know, it's, 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 it takes it takes that. And I actually like when I do the app. I and this it sounded a little like a commercial. I hadn't read the book. I think it'd be great. I'm going to get the book, but um, but I actually let them read it while I'm while I'm reading it with them. I listen, and and that keeps me more engaged because I got uh, two senses going on. Yeah, uh, Richard, and then and Robin. Yeah. Yeah, part of the reading for me also is to read the interpretations in a study Bible. Yep. I find that very helpful. 
Yes, reading the interpretations in a study Bible, for sure. That answers some of those questions, doesn't it? Not all of them, but some. Yeah, Robin? I just come up sometimes with a stopgap with frustration because of lack of understanding. Yeah. So I'll read something and I don't understand it. Okay, I'll try tomorrow. So this, yeah, and I love that this is, I mean, you might take a paragraph instead of a chapter or, you know, a book. You know, you might just take a paragraph and say, what is, you want to see what the context is, of course, but but I, you're, again, you're just taking this word of God. Yeah, Craig? I think the, uh, the biggest part that I'm not sure that is, is application. To me, it's all nonsense unless you apply it. I mean, you know, what's like, it's, to me, it's like being a diamond under a rock. You know, unless we're taking what we learn and applying it to our lives and applying it to, uh, you know, cultivating other people. Yes. It's, it's a waste of time. And I think that, here, here's, what I, here's what I think about that. If I learn, I, a lot of times I'm, a, I'm inclined to uh, learn how to apply it and then I want to go apply it and I might apply it in the wrong way or I might just fall off. And I think this is actually about more about changing the inner self so that we will naturally apply it, so that we will uh, become the person Christ wants us to be, not just acting like the person Christ wants us to be, if that makes, if you get my meaning there, just so it's, not, it's on the uh, inside, not just the outside. And I think with inner transformation, we do have uh, outward change, um, but I mean, I, I certainly take your point. I don't, I don't think it doesn't have, I don't think it doesn't want you to apply it, for sure. Yes, Felix. I find that when you're reading Every once in a while, a, a word will pop out at you. Mm-hmm. Okay, with a with a need for you specifically. Okay, and uh, you may have read the passage a thousand times, but all of a sudden it means something different. Yes. Now that's an important part of Lectio Divina, that it uh, a word may 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 sort of pop out of your phrase. So let me read John 10. This uh, You should have a, a copy of it, 22 through 30. And I, I just chose the Christian Standard Bible. It's a version that I like. I don't necessarily think it is the Christian Standard. I think it's a little bit of a pretentious uh, title. So ref- I'm going to read it out loud, reflect on it. Uh, we'll reflect on the whole thing, and then we'll read it again. And, and that's where I want you to really focus on that one word that pops out. Okay. Then the festival of dedication took place in Jerusalem, and it was winter. Jesus was walking in the temple in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews surrounded him and asked, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. I did tell you, and you don't believe, Jesus answered them. The works that I do in my Father's name testify about me. But you don't believe because you are not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. What are your 
a couple of you, maybe first reflections. Well, the phrase, but you don't know me because you are not of my sheep, that jumps out to me. Okay. Saying that, how do I become your sheep? How do I become your sheep? Yeah. Yeah, so I want because I want to hear his voice. That's right. That's great. What else? What's some quick reflection, Jeannie? Well, they say twice, no one will snatch them out of my hand. Ah. No one is able to snatch them out of Father's hand. So I think that's important that once you're the sheep, God will come keep you. Yes, I love that. Yeah, that reiteration that two times it says no one's going to snatch them. Um, Mm-hmm. Secure salvation. Yeah. What else? Belief. Um, I think that what separates the sheep from the others is belief. Okay. All right. I I noticed uh, that it was winter. It's cold out there. Um, And it's it's they're in Jerusalem. Uh, you know the the synoptic gospels Matthew, Mark, and Luke. They never have Jesus. They never talk about Jesus in Jerusalem before uh, he's crucified. Um, before that last week, but but John does regularly. I like that he talks about that God chooses us. We don't choose him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Picked up on I told you, but you don't believe. Yeah. And I wonder how many times he tells me, and it's not that I don't want to believe, it's that I don't listen. Okay. Focus on that. All right. Jim, what, what's the festival of dedication? That's a great uh, question. Um, I, I don't actually know the answer to that. What was it? Well, she asked, what is the festival of dedication? That'd be a great thing to look up in your study Bible. <laughs> I should know that, but I, I don't off the top of my head. Father Joe, I think too, in, in reading uh, the different Gospels, anyways, John's audience was different from the audience of, of yeah. the other three. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it, when you look at it, you say, okay, well, the others never showed him in Jerusalem, but John was had a specific audience he was writing to. And I think it would help to know who that group was. Yes. Yes, yes. John is actually, if I remember right, John is writing uh, uh, largely to Gentiles. Gentiles. Yes. Yeah. His his Greek is um, is very elementary, and um, and it's just told in this almost story like fashion. Um, and by the way, it's Hanukkah. It's Hanukkah is the feast of dedication. Okay. So. We read it, that's Lectio, Meditatio, we've kind of done that a little bit. It actually says read it again, and then read it again, and then read it again. We won't read it four times, but let's, let's read it. Um, read the passage again, allow space for members of the group to pray out short prayers related to the themes, words, or phrases. Because a lot of you already kind of picked up on a few things that jumped, jumped out at you. I'm just going to read maybe sentence by sentence if you want to pray. Uh, silently or even out loud. Um, I mean, don't show off, but just, you know, just uh, uh, just if you'd like to pray out loud, just something that 
So I'll, I'll stop at each period for, for a few seconds. Then the festival of dedication took place in Jerusalem, and it was winter. <coughs> Jesus was walking in the temple in Solomon's colonnade. And the Jews surrounded him and asked, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. I did tell you, and you don't believe, Jesus answered them. The works that I do in my Father's name testify about me. I thank you, Lord, that, the, that your action is how you tell us you're the Messiah. Give us eyes to see and hearts to hear. you don't believe because you're not one of my sheep. How do we become one of your sheep? My sheep, hear my voice. I know them. And they follow me. I give them eternal life. They will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Gosh, the the level of commitment of the shepherd to the sheep is just astounding, and the, the gracious generosity, the security. Thank you, Lord. And my Father, who has given them to me is greater than all. That's a phrase I would probably just rush past. No one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Thank you. So what I'm going to ask you to do now is to read the passage one more time quietly to yourself. You may, you can read it aloud, but not very loud, if you like, if that helps. And um, and I want you to ask the question, sort of prayerfully, what Lord, what is the one thing you want me to take from this passage into my week? Okay, what is the one thing from this passage that you want me to take into my week?
what anybody like to share the something they're going to take from this passage into their week? Yeah, Josh. I mean, even before you had to start reading it, I mean, it knew what it would be. It's 27, and it's, you know, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. It's listen and follow for me. Yeah, this reciprocal, yeah. he's speaking, we're returning that by, by doing. Yeah. I'm potentially leaving out that I know them, because that's, like, to me, it's like a given. It's like, that's not my thing. That's, you know, that's just there. That's what he does. He yeah, knows you. That's yeah. solid. Yeah, the, the other piece, my piece is a shaky piece. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the following. Yeah, yeah. that's right. For me, it was it was the unity of purpose between the Father and the Son. Like I have them, no one snatched them out of my hand. And the Father is greater, and He has them, and no one snatched them out of His hand. And I and the Father are one. Like there's this, and what that does is it just takes me to the cross. And it just it was the Father's will that He would be crushed, and yet it was His will as well. It wasn't He wouldn't He was there on on purpose. I don't know. That's, that's where my my mind and heart went. Yeah, Craig. Billions and billions of sheep that Christ knows each one of us on an individual basis. Even though there's billions of sheep, He knows you by name. Yeah, on an individual basis. Love that. Really good. Really good. I really want to concentrate on listening for and recognizing Jesus. I want to concentrate on listening to His voice, recognizing and recognizing His voice. Yeah. I I find this a welcome change from just trying to rush through. And I would encourage you um, to take a few minutes. I love what Sister Mary said. You know, okay, you don't have all day like a nun. You know, like, you got five minutes. Fantastic. Start in John and just read a paragraph a few times slowly. Med- read, meditate, pray. And contemplate. Yep. Isn't it important also to just not take that one paragraph? You have to know the context. Isn't it important uh, not just to know the paragraph, but to take the context? I would say yes, but uh, yes, yes, you do want to know the whole paragraph, and I mean, I mean the context and what is the feast of dedication, and you want to know those things Who's that are going. Who is he talking to? What's that? Yeah, you want to know that, and she mentioned that. But you also want to be attuned. I guess what I'm saying is, yes, it's important, and God can speak to you in the amount of time you have. You know, uh, it's His I word. Just, I just, yeah. you know, many times Scripture is taken out of context. Absolutely, it, and it is. It's not known what the purpose of that why right. that was written, right? Or who it was written to. But I, I, it's a big, sh- it's a shift. Because remember, we're not just knowing about it, although knowing about it is super important, but we're trying to just meet Jesus and allow Him to speak to us through His Word. And so we can take a, you know, a psalm uh, or a, a few verses out of a psalm and just let it speak to us or, you know, something like that. Um, yeah, I don't, and I don't want to, I think sometimes if you just take, um, if you just take a, a Phrase out of its context, or even a paragraph out of its context, you, it can I mean, you like can God distort. Works together for the good, 
of those who love him. Yes. And that is taken out of context so many times. Yes. Well, I, th- I think so. I mean, like, you know, all things, uh, that and, or um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can't and won't ever dunk a basketball. You know, like, I can't. <laughs> but I, I think that, um, uh, yes, the, the, so yes. Now, I, I want to affirm your instinct to know the, the context. But I also want to caution you against spending so much time in study and just, when you're doing Lectio Divina, um, as those are, again, two different things, you know, um, and just uh, just let God speak to you. Craig, and then Felix, and that's it. Yeah? The biggest uh, way that people tend to take things out of context is when you have a mindset and then go to the Bible and try and prove that mindset. Mm-hmm. When you're actually yes. trying to yes. read the Bible yep. and listen to what God says, you yep. have a lot less chance of misinterpreting right. what's being said. Yep. Last one, Felix. The thing is that uh, for me, there's one phrase that keeps shouting out to me back and forth, back and forth in my mind. It's, I and the Father are one. Yeah. Just keeps reverberating. Right, hold on to that one. That's good. That's really it? good. I and the Father are one. Yeah. All right, friends, I hope that you will take this, and I hope you'll come back, and I really hope it's meaningful to you, and, and next week we'll, I think, focus, I think they said we're going to go through the four steps, so next week would be read, and um, I hope that you will take this into your week. God bless you. Go to church.